Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So meditation is all about being in present moment with right view. So there's two parts in meditation. One is being aware, and the other one is right view. So the question is, what do we aware of? We have, um, we have body and mind. So in the body, we have five sense door, eye, nose, taste, sound, uh, ear, and body sensation. And then the mind, we don't divide it. So we just have thinking, feeling, uh, planning, whatever has happened in the mind, then we know, notice that. So the most important thing that before we meditate is we have right view. So what is right view? Right view is thinking of nature, cause and effect. And why do we need right view when we meditate? Because it makes the watching mind is easier. Example, like if we know we are very agitated and we think that this agitation is so like my agitation and because of she or because of he that make me angry, then it's complicated. Just like a doctor when they do the surgery for their family, they're not allowed to. So if you take that as an object and you're watching it is uh, objectively, just like with your mind that is not related to me. And that's how it will be easy. Because of this thinking, there's a feeling. So that's right view. So before we meditate, we need to have right view. And we think it's like, um, it's nature. And like, when you have good thought, you will think like, oh, I'm so good. Like, when we think of Buddha, or we think we have good feeling, like calmness, stillness, we like it. But when we, like, hating somebody, or like your mind thinking really bad thoughts, well, you don't like it. But actually, thought is just thoughts. There's no good thought or bad thought in watching mind. So we see that in nature. So it's easier for we watching it. And it makes the mind, like, um, it's not calm, but it has space distant from the object. So the most important thing in meditation is relax <laughs> and um, know the difference between watching mind and object. So usually we think relax is, um, we think something opposite with effort. Like you have to put some kind of concentration, but actually relax is just mean do not expect anything. Um, you don't want to sit or walk when uh, or do whatever with expectation that I'm doing this because I want the calmness. I want to have um, wisdom. Uh, of course, that is the goal. But just like when we go to school, we don't take like, I'm going to have a job after I graduate. Like every day is your goal. When you're doing it, you just think about what is it in the present moment. So relax is mean no expectation, and with a slight interest. Like, you 
you do it wholeheartedly. You do it like with the benefit of right now. I'm doing this just to to calm the mind, to let the mind and the body just be in present moment. And because of that, you have some space between your business of the, the business of your day, or the or your feeling. Um, so when we talk about relax, people used to think that um, how do you relax? Uh, like, like you can lie down, or you can, um, you can, uh, like we don't f use forces, but um, when you relax, you can relax your body. You can sit comfortable, you can walk comfortable, or you can do whatever. Just keep your mind in present moment and keep reminding yourself. So like right now, we are sit, and we know that we're sitting. So that awareness. Um, so we can do that all day long, right? It's easy. It's not that difficult. And don't think that when you sit, you have to sit one hour or you have like one day to try to be mindful or even like try to be aware for the full breath. Actually, you only need to be aware for half breath. You breathe in, you know you breathe in. You breathe now, you know you breathe now. Just one breath. Just like that. You know it, right? Easy. So. Um, I think um, that's the key when we meditate. We don't think about the posture. We don't think about um, the goal. And we don't use a lot of forces. Um, so um, a lot of people think that um, sitting meditation is the most important thing. Or walking meditation is second important thing. And daily activity, the last one. But guess what? It's supposed to be the other way. Because with your daily activity is the most time that you spend during the day. And um, if you accumulate all the time that you have in your day, that doing your activity and being mindful with it, you will have more time of being aware. So sitting meditation, when you think that I don't have time to meditate, actually you mean like I don't have time to sit or I don't have time to walk. But if you think like I need to be in this present moment for whatever is, then you can be anywhere, do anything, and you still be in a way. And that will cause you from the time you open your eyes to the time that you close your eyes. So I invite all of you to take one thing in your daily life, just one little thing that become an object of being aware. Like when you walk into the, the, the car, you turn on the engine. Be aware of that. Take one thing only and become, this is my time of being aware. Or uh, when turn on the light, you touch the wall, turn the, the switch on, know that this is my being the time that I'm being mindful. Or um, the time when you sit down and have a cup of coffee in early morning. Or even when you go to the toilet. This is my only time to be aware. So be comfortable, but um, 
of course you will forget all the time but the more you forget think about like the more you bring it back just like the muscle and then it becomes stronger every time you bring it back every single time you practice being aware and the awareness has become stronger and stronger so don't feel bad that like the mind run away but feel good that you remember so um, do you have any question or anybody would like to say that I'm going to have a project for this week I'm going to take one thing in my daily life and make sure that will become my moment yes well I've been meditating for about four years now and getting a lot of skills that have come through but how many years about four yeah four. Um, I just what what really is interesting to me is the the times when I'm really you know I have a big stressor come through yes. and I have all these great skills and ideas and it's just like you know it's like Teflon you know yes keeps you know all the you know I mean the um, when the I mean maybe I could get a little bit of relief for just a second or something you know uh -huh. but um, and then it just keeps coming back I mean there's just in, in those types of situations um, where you're dealing with big ass stretchers yes. stressors yes you know I mean I you know the really you're suffering then what I mean what have you found that um, I mean, other than keeping on going back you know what 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 do you Yes. Um, may I ask that? How do you um, meditate when, like in the last four years, you sit, you walk, or you have certain time in your daily life? How did you do it? I usually sit, um, uh -huh. but I also do tai chi, and um, I um, sometimes it's walking. I mean, okay. there's it varies. Okay. So, um, do you see the difference between when you do some sort of move, movement? like Tai Chi or walking, and uh, compare with sitting. Which one you feel better? I think um, sitting in Sangha is, is well, but it's kind of a rarity compared to the rest of the, the meditations. Mm -hmm. um, but So that seems to click in pretty good. But um, when I'm on my own, I guess I forget sometimes I don't do Tai Chi as much, you know, mm -hmm. but it seems to work well. But then I'm good at it, so sometimes I, you know, it's, it's a challenge to stay in it in a way. And um, when you sit with Sangha, you say it's feel better, it's feel like it's click in. So what do you mean by that? Is you mean like your mind is more calm? You mean like you remember to be in present moment more? Or you mean um, you don't think about your problem? I think sitting in Sangha is, energetically speaking, it just seems like when everybody's in the same room doing this, having the same intention, it has a power to it. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just making that up in my head, but it seems to be the case for me. No, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So. Yeah. Same thing when you're doing, when we're doing Tai Chi and Qigong, you know, we're trying to um, synchronize and be together mm -hmm. in the process. So. So with Tai Chi, maybe you don't think about it because you think about your movement. But when you sit in with Sangha, do you think about the problem? Stuff comes in and out of my head, but mostly I'm pretty calm and it's just okay. like, you know, clicking in. That's what I want to point out. 
the reason when we um, have so much emotion because we're looking at the problem and we think this is important. We see the value of it, either good or bad, but there's a value of it. Just like when you hate somebody and you keep looking at that person, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> but you. I feel the love. Yes. So like like that, when you you have a feeling for something, you keep looking at that that person, you will have more angry, or like more like really want to hurt that person. So that's how the mind works. That's how greed or um, anger, aversion works. So when you sit in the group, because the reminder of the whole sitting, you be very much aware of the space, that this is the time, this is the space of doing something else. The mind doesn't look in at that. So that's why you feel more calm. So if you change your view about the problem, this this a feeling of anger or stress. You're looking at it as feeling is just feeling. You don't meditate. You meditate to understanding the feeling. You don't meditate to have happiness or peacefulness. You meditate to understand the feeling in general. So if you're looking for happiness, then when you don't have <laughs> happiness, you will be angry when you have sadness or either way. So the middle way is the one that you acknowledge whatever is on the left or on the right. So when um, the problem arises, the thought arises in your mind, you can watch, process, thought arise, feeling come and follow. Or you can see that the feeling, the agitation is right now, either in your body, the sensation, or the feeling in the mind. And just recognize it. And change your view of the thought then it will be like, because you change the thought, you change your view, view is not a thought, right? So you change your view of that, immediately the feeling subsides. So you keep doing that again and again and again, so the, the scale will change it over the time. That one thing. <coughs> Another thing that um, a lot of people um, refer to do it is using meta. And a lot of people think that meta to the person who don't like, but for me, that is very um, big. It's hard to feel like personal. I refer that when you have anger or anxiety, you have meta for the feeling. It's not your feeling. It's just the feeling itself. Have be soft with it. Just let it be. Let it be there. Just like. Um, you see a, a, a child that's crying, and you know when he or she crying, you don't want to stop her from like, shut up, or you don't want to encourage her or him to uh, continue to do it. You just sit next to her and let her finish, and then she will talk to you, whatever she needs to talk to you. So just let it be there, recognize it, and um, if that's too strong, if the feeling too strong, you can use um, either chanting or recite Buddha name or whatever name. It doesn't matter, like what name, even your own name. That's fine. Uh, or you can listen to music. Like my teacher used to say that if you're strong enough, stay and fight. If you don't, run away. <laughs> so don't, 
it's, it's not a battle that you have to win. It's a process of learning the emotion, the relationship between thinking and feeling. So I think it's the best way that you change your view. That's the most important, the right view. Just let it be. I don't know, is that um, sound? Yes. Yeah, you answered my question, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I try out just an example to see if, if um, this sort of corresponds to what you're saying? Because it's very literal and sometimes... <clears throat> I'm driving here. There's another school shooting. Um, I have a lot of feelings about that. And then I'm reading in the Times or something that there wasn't any particular outrage where it happened about gun control. Now I'm really sort of in a stew. <clears throat> I'm um, quite upset about this whole thing. And so this is the situation. But what I have to do is transmute this whole stuff I have going about gun control into a feeling inside of me. Because that's what I'm really dealing with, is feelings of anger, helplessness, um, yeah. all of this stuff. <clears throat> so what it's really about is, from personal awareness standpoint of view, is this issue and sitting with it and accepting that this is my feeling. Um, not what I should do, but just how I how I relate to the feelings of rage and, and helplessness and things that, that go on. Um, and by bringing awareness and being kind and loving to myself, whatever, will, it will take care of itself. But it's just me being able to not repress it because I don't want to feel angry and helpless. I don't like feeling angry and helpless, but I am feeling angry and helpless. So I have to really accept that and not do it as a, criti as a critical thing, but as an embracing thing. Am I, is that, does that describe? I think so. I think so. But the only thing that, um, this, the mind is very tricky. Um, this little thing is um, maybe help a little bit more. When you think that I am angry, then it's... Well, anger's arising, okay. Yes. Right. It's not me, it's, it's my identification with the yes. anger that's getting me crazy, I got it, okay. Yes. So it's saying, here, here I am, this broader sense of me, yes. and anger is arising, and yes. I need to reframe it from being the totality of me right okay. now. You got it. Okay. <laughs> then um, the second thing I would like that um, when the anger arises, um, you don't need to say that um, I need to learn for learn. So when you you have a goal of learning, or you have a goal of um, I need to be mindful about it. Sometimes, with a long um, time practicing it, it become difficult. When that time comes, like for my own experience, I'm just let it be. Right now, it feels like this. I don't even call the name. This is anger. It's just like this. It's so easy and simple. By thinking, 
don't give it a name because it's feel try this okay buddha shit how do you feel when you hear the sound when you think of buddha you feel very loving very kindness or whatever is but when you hear bad words your mind immediately have a kind of feeling like me I'm from Vietnam. I never once in my entire life that cursing. But in English, when I was in college, <laughs> cursing is nothing. <laughs> I can write it. I can say it. I can include it in my sentences. No problem because I don't feel it. I'm not grow up here. But I know that how I express my feeling. So same thing when when the mind even you don't say it out. But you think about it. This is anger. That's a little bit of feeling, like rejecting it. But when you see, there's no anger. There's no feeling. You just recognize it's like this. Then you feel better. Let me ask you: If the goal, because I've been taught this also, the goal is to to put boundaries around what's arising, so that it doesn't get too that it's not pervasive and gets into being the totality of what you're dealing with. If, which labeling is something that creates boundaries by the very nature of labeling something via language. So if I don't label, what would you have to say about not letting it bleed into my whole sense of how I am in this moment in time? How do I create boundaries if I, when I don't use language? Um, actually, I do not suggest that not label. I do not suggest that just use label. But I'm saying that when you know in in the present moment, you know your feeling, you know you know the thought, you know the feeling. So depend on the intensity of it. Sometimes the mind so scattering. You need to label right now. When you say right now, immediately you bring yourself back to the moment. You say, right here, immediately you feel the space around you. So there's a benefit of laboring, but it's also it's give you a difficulty okay. sometimes. So it depends on the situation, depends right. on the, the moment, <clears throat> and depends on the uh, condition at the moment that you're using it. So by using that with the idea or the understanding of it, you cultivate wisdom. And when wisdom there, it makes things more brighter. So meditation is trying to understand the body and the mind, the relationship between that two. And how do you understand that? There's three different levels of understanding. But the first one that using your um, the understanding that we have from reading or from reasoning. Um, so using that, then that's a condition for insight to arise. Um, I think that the, that the key that a lot of people think that meditation is try to be calm or try to be um, happy, peaceful, but actually meditation is not. It's yeah. just to be what is. Yes. But back to what Rick was brought up in that whenever you're dealing with these overwhelming things, I mean, it's what you're saying is, well, sometimes you're just overwhelmed. Yes. So that's not the time when you say that, okay, now I'm now the mind is so thinking so much, then you have to do something with that, right? You stop thinking. 
like surely that when you think, bring it back. When you think, bring it back. But when you get in better, feel a little bit more calm. You mm-hmm. said, "I'm ready to um, deal with this." Then you let the thinking arise, and you can see how anger manipulate your thought. <coughs> Then that's the time when you learn. So it depends on situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any question? Or anyone want to say that you're going to take one object of the this week? That I'm going I'll to try be. the car key thing. Okay. Say. <laughs> yes. Every time I go out to the garage to my refrigerator and get those cookies. Uh, Mindful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Is there I'm, anybody else? You know, I, I just you know, I really appreciated you talking about how um, being in the moment and meditating is not necessarily about sitting on the, the cushion. Yeah. Um, I've been coming here for over a year now, and I, I, I really enjoy the meditation in the group. I cannot make myself do this at all, but I do yoga part of it, mm-hmm. and I find that That's my meditation. Exactly. And and for me, yoga is I'm just totally in the moment, doing the, you know, I'm not my thoughts are, you know, I'm just right there, feeling my body and, and all of that. And so, I've kind of been like ashamed of myself because I can't let myself sit, you know, at home. But um, I'm trying to, you know, I realize that I have to find another way. I have other ways of being in the moment, meditating. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's that totally the the meaning of meditation. Yeah. Like you know your body, you know the my relationship between that. So may I suggest one more thing that would um, I think that would help. Um, pay attention to your mind stage before you do the yoga. During the time that you do the yoga, don't have to be moment by moment. You just recognize what how it was. Mm-hmm. and then how it is and then after you do the yoga recognize it again so by doing that you you collecting you let the mind collect the information mm-hmm. and more and more when you have the mind have enough information of what is benefit what is not benefit then by itself it will go towards to the benefit way you don't force yourself to learn let the mind learn by itself Yes. I'm gonna. Um, every time I leash up the dog, I'm gonna wake up. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yes. I have a mirror that I put up on my door between the hall and the bathroom, and I actually created a um, design on it. It says "I love you," and it, it like points down to where my face would be, and then it's, <laughs> and it's got a smile underneath. It's a smile, and it's been up there for two years, and I, you know, I almost never look at it. I just walk right by it. <laughs> so it's a great idea that I just haven't been, uh, you know. Thank you like for sharing. You're supposed to look in the mirror and and smile, and that's what I'll do. Okay, that's, cool. that's great. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. 
You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.